0: Hi guys this is lauren coper with macau cigars and you're listening to the final third podcast coming to you from final third cigar and whiskey lounge in ingles indiana indiana's
1: exclusive aladino cigar lounge it's the final third podcast Welcome back to the final third podcast. I'm Rob. And I'm Scott. Scott. And we got a couple of special guests today. We've got the man himself, Al McAuliffe. We're having an event tonight, so we're going to be selling his cigars today, but we wanted to have you on the show. It's been great to meet you.
2: Uh, pleasure meeting here. And you.
1: we also got the, the the infamous Jeremy from McAuliffe now, too, becoming one of our favorites out here. Hey, so
0: It's good to be here.
1: Yeah. So glad, glad you guys are on the show. Um, today we're gonna we're gonna talk all things McAuliffe. We're gonna get you know a few stories about where where Al came from, where he's at, and where he's heading. Um, we're also gonna be smoking the Macallif Res, um, Reserva. Reserva. Yeah. So I'll let you, since that's your job, tell us exactly what this cigar is. <laughs> this,
3: this cigar, Fantastic. yeah. <laughs> well, it
0: has almost seven tobaccos in it, so right. it's pretty uh, robust. All right, I want to hear it. Um, but well. Uh, It was uh, original since 1934. Um, The Gomez Sanchez family. um, From back then, they've been blending it ever since. Uh, Obviously, it has Nicaragua, but it's also one of the cigars that has uh, Dominican in it as well. And uh, um, Al can help me out with the rest of the seven tobaccos in it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, the San Andreas wrapper. San Andreas, yep. Um, It's got a little Peruvian in it. You can taste It's a little bit sweet. Um, And... uh, it was the first cigar we had that was initially built for me only, and then um, once I once I got a twelve hundred of them, I realized what a quality product was, um, and that's the cigar that got me in the cigar business.
0: Okay, good. Yeah. Do, do you know the story behind the cigar? No, no, I don't. This is the, this is the one that you had the Gomez Sanchez family make specifically for you. Exactly. Yeah, and then you liked it so much, the handshake followed pretty much make the <laughs> long story short yeah. uh, to where you then m- McAuliffe partnered with the Gomez Sanchez family.
2: The, the, the details of that story is that the Gomez Sanchez um, sons car broke down in front of Silverleaf, which is a, uh, a store cigar lawns that I, that I frequent. So they came in and wanted to know if they could roll some cigars and uh, the general manager finally gave him permission. And I started smoking a f- few of the ones they rolled. And I thought, geez, these are these are pretty exceptional cigars. So they spent three days with us while their car was getting repaired. <laughs> My friend and also the president of McAuliffe Cigars, um, Dan Thompson, put them up at his club so they have a place to stay. And I have restaurants in that area, so we fed them. So they stayed a few days longer than they needed to because it was going along pretty well for them. Yeah, well, good deal. So I asked them to make me 1,200 cigars. Nice. And they did. They came in about, I think, seven or eight months later. And I started handing them to my friends in the cigar community. And it got a very high accolade and a very high rating. And um, somehow I got wrangled into helping them financially. Then I finally realized that there's a difference between American businessmen and Cuban businessmen, you know. So I said, "I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll buy whatever you got in way of inventory, and let me. I'll get into the cigar business. You guys, please build product for me. Yeah. And uh, and your family continues to work for us. Um, and uh, so that was the beginning of Cigar Miguel's Cigars. That's awesome. Basically. Yeah. That's
1: a That's great, great story. It yeah. is. It is. Um, so we're going to be smoking that on the show today. Um, Al is a, is not as much of a bourbon guy. He's a margarita guy. So he's getting the party started early today with us. So appreciate that. For sure. We're going to be sipping on, um, circle city bourbon today. Um, circle city is going to be coming out later on tonight to hang out as well. So we wanted to share their, their, the love for their brand as well. So, um, we might as well get into this. Um, do you guys have, do you guys do a lot of with tasting notes and stuff on your cigars as well? Do you? Do you go through profiles of the cold draw
2: and, and the notes? So I have one rule. Yep. Um in cigar smoking. If I like it, I'm smoking it. Yep. You yep. know, and, yep. and uh, I mean I honestly I should should to say this, but that's that's my guide. You know, and yeah, uh, you know, I know what's in a lot of our product and but I can tell you that um, I know what the blends are that I enjoy, but I really I really am guided by what I really enjoy.
3: Sure, yeah. sure. Well, good deal. Yeah, Al, we've got a good friend of ours. Shout out to Chris Gordon. Chris, who, he is one of those guys that he's just like that. He doesn't pick out particular flavors. We're over here and we're saying, "Oh, it's it's like rose water or <laughs> it's you know, it's got a real leathery. And he's just like, "It's damn good." Yeah, <laughs> and, and that's it. And if that's it's it. good, he's going to drink it or smoke it. And if it's not, he won't. And yeah, it's pretty simple. The so Gomez that's, there's
2: Sanchez no wrong way. <laughs> the family feels a lot the same way we do. I and mean, they know everything there is about tobacco. But you got to like it. they got to like it. They've yeah. got like to so. enjoy it. At any rate, yeah. So, and
1: everything I've smoked so far from your line has all been very well constructed. So shout out to those guys that are making these cigars. They're doing a great job. Absolutely. Um, this one here, that I just feel like that cold draw has just got that nice hay and a little bit of that raisin sweetness Like in a it. sweet hay. Was it was is. Gonna say, it's
0: definitely a sweet hay.
1: Really nice. And the and draw on, it's absolutely perfect. Well, the so. first
2: year, you probably know this, but the first year, um, Cigar and Spirits, Named it the Cigar of the Year. Oh wow! I did and, not know that. Um, Cigar aficionado had it in the top twenty-five. Awesome! I think it was like fifteen or seventeen or something like that. That's great. But be- for the first year, I didn't realize what a coup that was. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we were very happy to happy to have that.
3: Well, you just too. you just enjoyed smoking cigars and being part of the community, and, and the same way most of us get but into this. People
2: ask me, Al, when did you start smoking cigars? And I said, Well. If you count rolling up the Detroit Free Press with leaves in it, and <laughs> smoking it, I started when I was about twelve years old. There you go. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Now I love it. This cigar actually comes in three sizes. Two sizes are sold. Uh, one is the Churchill and the Toro. Which do you have? Both of those, or just just a a, just a Toro? Just yeah. a Toro. Yeah. So we have the Churchill, but it also comes in a Londres size uh, in our collector's box. Ooh.
2: Um, and we're smoking the Churchill right now. No, Toro. 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 Oh, I'm yep, sorry. Toro. Yeah. yep, yep. Well,
1: we found our customer base, um, especially during the winter, they want to come inside and sit down. They want a good hour and a half plus smoke. Toro's is, is kind of the, the, the king right size. now. Yeah. Yep, yep.
2: Yeah, no, you've got to, um it's a little like if you smoke a Churchill – it's a little like going to Catholic church. It's a two two and a half hour
1: ordeal. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you though, the times I've smoked this so far, I'm getting way over two two and a half hours on. I'm I'm a pretty slow smoker, but yeah. I, it's it really is a slow burner and it just keeps ignited very well. So, yeah. So, um, one of the questions we had for you is, you know, I know you were you're a businessman before cigars. Absolutely. You know, can you tell us a little bit of the story about where you were and really what jumped you into it. Maybe that's already where you've talked about a little bit and what jumped you to jump full in on McAuliffe cigars.
2: Well, I'm not a very analytical analytical business guy. You know, I mean, if if you were talking to my son, he would have four years of research done (laughs) about the cigar industry. And by the time he got done, he would say, why would we want to go into business with 5,000 competitors? Yeah. But I'm, I'm more impulse and, and, and I'm, I'm very curious about how other businesses work, and of course, the cigar business is so different than the manufacturing businesses that we're in. Where we rubber, we manufacture silicone rubber products right. for all for almost every industry. It's totally different than this business. So it gave me the opportunity to uh, to get deeply into how this how this business works. Okay. Now I've got I had a lot of surprises. You know, the, number one is how much capital it takes to really be in this business. Yeah. You know, I'm a lot of our business is automotive. You don't have back orders. You don't tell Ford Motor Company, I can't ship you that transmission. It's on back order. Yeah. So, so consequently, uh, we run our business a lot the same way. We have a million cigars in our distribution center. So when you call us, which is in Texas. In Texas. Yeah. When you call us, we ship the product the next day. Yeah. Or the same day if you call before 3 o'clock. But um, uh, we feel very strongly about that. Everybody tells, people tell me, well, you know, if you have back orders on a particular cigar, you get a lot of demand, right? People wait around for that cigar. And I'm sorry, my belief is if you don't have the product that they want, They'll buy something else. You're exactly right. You lost that sale. Being on the retail side, I
1: see that a lot. We've had a couple of them over the last year or so that people love the cigar, and it took me six months to get it, and when it came back in, they've already moved on. Yeah. They may come back and smoke one, but they've already found two other ones they like just as much, if not more, and they've just moved on. So you're right, that... That's key, and yep. that we really appreciate that. Oh, that's as a really
3: refreshing viewpoint. Yeah, you know, yeah. from what we hear, especially in these kinds of industries, when we're talking about cigars or in in the case here, bourbons, a lot of those where somebody mixes something, they do something special, and there's just a tiny little bit of it, and yeah. then it's gone. And even if they make more, you know, to your point, Rob, people have moved on. Yeah, and, and it it just missed it. And yeah. rather than everybody being able to get together and enjoy it. I can really tell just based on kind of the background that you've already provided about how much you appreciate the community yeah. aspect oh, of, of very cigars. Much. And uh um I've never I've never been involved
2: in an industry and everybody says this about their industry, but I've never been involved in an industry where your competitors, so to speak, are also your neighbors and friends. Right. And our plant we bought Davinoff's plant that they had in uh, Nicaragua. Okay. Our neighbors, the Percentia's family, they are fabulous people to work with. They, I mean, they helped us any way they could. Never a question of, you know, well, we don't want to do that. If we needed some help, they would help us. And we feel the same way about them.
1: I think that's what I found, you know, getting into this industry now on the retail side of it. That's what I found with bourbon and cigars are like two of the only um, uh, products out there that are like that you know bourbon is just like cigars you know it's all people doing the same thing but they like each other they work with each other and um i think that's amazing i, I love seeing it. it's a it's a breath of fresh air coming from an industry i used to sell athletic equipment and we had our two biggest competitors and that's what we were competitors we were yeah. fighting to take business away from each one of them sure. that's not the case in these industries we have a
2: podcast we do on fridays yep and we don't do it about mccallum cigars we invite our competitors yep. to come onto the podcast and sit there and talk about their product. Mm-hmm. And people say, why do you do that? Hey, it's all of us. It's all of our jobs, all of us manufacturers, to grow this industry. Yep. Now, whether they buy my cigar or your cigar, this industry is still growing. Exactly, yeah. And so we f- I feel very strongly about that.
3: Yeah, we actually do that quite a bit here. Um, I travel a lot for my, my day job. And any chance I get to go out to a cigar lounge where I'm in another city, I do that. And then yep. we come back and we talk about it, right? Because yep. it, it is about promoting the industry overall. And really, I, I think there's something to be said about getting together with people or meeting new people over a drink and a cigar. Yeah, and, and it just makes... Honestly, I think it kind of makes the world a better place, right? Yep. And and that's a big thing. Yeah. Sure and COVID
2: obviously was tough on the industry for some people. Yeah. Some people did well or survived, but um, during COVID, we we developed um, we would have uh, we would have an event, but we also um, broadcasted it live. We have ten thousand ambassadors. I don't know if you're aware of that. We have the McAuliffe ambassadors. We have 10,000 of them coin right there. Got my oh, coin. Oh, there you go. <laughs> That's mine. Got a, I'm sitting next to an ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> I need to buy you a cigar. <laughs> so at any rate, we, and so no one believes this, but seriously, with people watching the, that live podcast all over the country, it doubled the sales yeah. of that particular store we were in.
3: That's fantastic.
2: Yeah. Because, you know, when there's a, when there's an event, there's always a reasonable deal, right? Yeah. Well, guys in California or Florida or, or even Nicaragua. I mean, they know that they they can order this product and get it, and it's a little less costly. So we really, I mean, I've had two of our good customers say if it wasn't for Yell, I don't know that I'd still be in business.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. What is it, the podcast called? I haven't I haven't looked it up.
2: Yeah, I keep forgetting. It's,
3: I <laughs> well, you can always go out and search for McAuliffe. Yeah, the it's yeah, yeah, every, every Friday. You'll get it. Amy. Out
2: there. Yep. Amy.
3: <laughs>
1: this is you're, my. You're just like me. I have to get my wife to tell me things I don't remember. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> this is my significant other. Yeah. Amy, the podcast we do on Friday, do you remember the name of it?
0: I don't know exactly what it's called. It's yeah. It says going live on StreamYard on yeah. Friday. Um think it has an official name. At any rate. Well, all right. Well, we'll
3: find out. We'll, we'll get sure it before the end of the show. I, I can comment sure on it. says going live with StreamYard, and then I don't know what
0: she said. Yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, we'll find out. Great. Well, we <laughs> want to make sure and, and promote that According
0: well. to Amanda McAuliffe, it doesn't really have a name. It is going live every Friday.
3: Excellent. Oh, okay. So, okay. So you're right. Amy Still so going live. There going alive,
2: go. yes. yeah. And then we feature like that? Yeah. Then we feature different obviously, different manufacturers. Yeah. You know, and,
1: well, I will say, you know, during COVID, I remember the amount of events you guys would do, the herfs you would show up on. You know, I talked to Dan Thompson probably a four different herfs during that time frame. You guys were very active. Where a lot of the manufacturers just sent their people home and said, "We'll get back to work in six months or a year." Yeah, and you guys were actively out engaging your cons- your customer base, and I think coming out of COVID, it probably benefited you better than about anybody in the industry. Really, yeah, we were very lucky because I didn't see anybody else doing that.
2: We also had a program um, where, if you were one of our one of our uh, top distributors, if you had a customer call in for product you didn't have it. You just take the order, we'll ship it out for you the next day, and then we'll bill you in 30 days. Oh, that's awesome. So, wow. And we did that because cash flow was tight for a lot of people. It really it was, was, And yeah. we figured, well, 30 days to give them a chance to recover and get their money. So yeah. we did that program um, also. That's great. I feel like the businesses
1: out there across the, across the board that pivoted during COVID and found a way to take care of their people are the ones that are thriving now. Yeah. So, And we see it around here a lot. We see some restaurants that really didn't do much during COVID. And after COVID was gone, they stayed open for a couple months and they couldn't do it. They just didn't have the customers anymore. Well, I mean,
3: we were all trying to make the pivot to figure out how are you going to operate, right? Yeah. And and there were some that kind of just folded and said, you know, we're not going to keep moving forward. And and then there was a bunch that said, hey, we'll figure this out. We could do a whole show
2: on the clever... Um what's the right word? The clever ways that stores got product to their customers. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean it Good. was just amazing to me how how clever these guys were.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and honestly during COVID cigar smoking went up big time. Yeah, oh. you're sitting at home working all day long, night, You smoke, smoke three or four cigars yeah. instead of your one in the evening.
3: So, hey, I started smoking on internal video calls. Yeah, it's like I'm sitting outside on my oh. porch, and <laughs> guys are like, "Man, you're living your best life," and I'm thinking, "Well, that's the only way I want to live it, right?" <laughs> yeah. And exactly. with a cigar, is a great way to work. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, this. So, what are you tasting now? So, I got a, I got a confession to make here on on tasting notes. I'm going to be pretty much worthless today. I just got over a cold, and so I just started tasting and smelling this morning. Okay. That's um. Good. Yeah, I had like forty-eight hours where it was where it was off base pretty bad, and so I went and had some some crazy, you know, hot Thai food and <laughs> trying to wake the palate up, like yeah, a little yeah. bit, yeah. yeah, get it going. So I'm. I'm getting there. I just the notes are, are really subtle for me. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm, I'm on the retro hill. I'm getting like a nice little, um, just a, a mild black yep. pepper
1: with yep. some uh, other baking spices on the on the taste. Though it's sweet. It's got some sweetness. It's got like it's like a sweet leather with you know like the cinnamon baking spice kind of thing going there. Uh, it's got a lot of complexity to it. It does. And you can tell that uh, this cigar, as we get into it, this cigar changes more than three times.
2: Yeah, exactly. That and was, that's why oh, I
1: love that's about
0: the it. that's the seven tobaccos that exactly
1: yeah, yeah you're hitting different points on it and you know we 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 just started we this month we've been doing a cigar 101 for our people and it actually turned out to be a lot more attended than I expected and uh, we've been talking about all the nuances and this last week we talked about the di- the different tobaccos and you know what they're what they kind of do in the cigar blend. And um, with all the different tobaccos in this one and the way and I'm assuming I'm assuming they're rolling into bar or accordion style, obviously, one of those two. And when they do that, you know the the, the way the the stems may be a little bit one direction or the other, the leaves are bunched together. you get the, the combustible leaf in certain part. it just changes throughout the cigar. and this one is a really good representation of
3: how yeah. that works in a cigar. Yeah, I'm definitely getting the leathery notes. Yeah, some of the more subtle sweetness and some I, of that. It's, it's including me
2: early on. I was in a lounge in Houston, Texas, and the guy smoked a Reserva. He told me every single tobacco that was in that Reserva. That's imbr- wow! That's impressive. No, I mean I thought unbelievable, and I thought, well, a lot of these guys may do that. He's the only guy that I've ever sat yeah, with I, that I, told I, us all seven. That yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So
1: this one does have some Peruvian in it, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, the Peruvian.
1: Yeah, yeah. That I, I'm getting that little because Peruvian tobacco, to me, gives you a little bit of a a, a brighter note. that bright, It's kind of a bright earthiness, which sounds like total opposites, yeah. but it does something different in tobacco. Just a little bit's all you need, and it does something special.
2: That's funny you mention that because that's one I never thought he would get. Yeah. And he said to me, well, there's a little Peruvian in here. He said it's just the right amount. He says some of our product that we build is has too much Peruvian and it's too sweet. Yeah, that's what he said to me. Yeah, I was that's shocked. Ins- that's, I was that is shocked. impressive. Yeah, that's impressive.
1: That, that is good. that's like a Somalia yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. big time. Yeah. yeah, I'm not not even close to that yet. So.
3: No, no. Are you kidding? I'm I'm struggling just to remember all the different you know leaf types and <laughs> yeah. and even regions and things. I like. yeah. yeah, just to yeah. even know it. It's it's a lot of work that you got to put in.
2: Well, Dan was there. So he can verify my story. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, um, so you were in the silicon business. Do you still own that company, or did you? Okay, so you still have that going. And then you like you're uh, you're a lot like me, but you're a whole different scale. I'm I'm the one that's like you know let's jump first and then we'll figure it out on the way, as opposed to let's plan out for three years and then do it. Yeah, my wife's the planner. So she panics when I do this stuff, and this was a big scale panic for her. So
2: <laughs> if I had a, if I had a dime for every time my wife said to me, "Have you lost your mind?" <laughs> you know, I, that's exactly I'm mean, exactly the same way. Yeah, yeah. We're in a restaurant business, big time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, in aircraft, agriculture. Well, we used to be in aircraft business. We sold that, but we we've been in a variety of different businesses. Yeah. yeah. Now did
1: uh, I also did did I also hear that you were a pilot as yes, well? Am. Yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, so how yeah. long have you been a pilot? Did um, you do that
2: since you were young or I st- I first started flying fixed wing when I was in my 20s. Okay. But I've been flying. I flew I flew fighters, I flew you know uh, a lot of fixed wing. I've got 5,000 hours in helicopters. Okay. Jet Rangers, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. I I you know, I used to up till a few years ago, I flew for the Texas Rangers. Oh, yeah? Uh, when they needed help. Okay. And I flew for Parker County Sheriff's Department. And uh, that's that was interesting. I bet. I you're bet. Either, you're either looking for escaped prisoners or little kids that are lost. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm much more in favor of the little kids that, that are lost than I am hunting yeah. down, you know, hunting down uh, escaped prisoners for the Rangers. Yeah. Rangers are interesting. I mean, in Texas... You know, there, you know, you don't see two rangers driving in a car together. There's only one ranger. And if you have a problem, you call that rangers, or one ranger. And there was a famous story, uh, and I don't know if you've heard it, but a famous story that when the, the first uh, oil boom in Texas, um, down in East Texas, there was a big riot going on. And there was fighting over whose land and who had the rights to drill. And so they called the rangers. He shows up. They went to pick up. Went to the train. One one ranger gets off, and a bear goes. Where are the rest of the guys? He goes, just me. He says, one ranger. And and the ranger goes, how many riots he Well We got one riot, right? The guy says, yeah. He said we well, sent one ranger. <laughs> <laughs> he straightened it out. We I'll got we you. got this. Yeah,
3: believe me. Okay, so don't mess don't mess with Texas Rangers. That's that's what I'm (laughs) hearing. Well, the
2: new ones, Chuck North, the younger Rangers are a little more by the book. Yeah, but the old Rangers, I mean, I fortunately I was I'm old enough to remember the old Ranger Corps. There's some very interesting characters. I bet. I bet. Very interesting. You'd have to
1: be to be at that level. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
0: But he he doesn't just fly things. You should ask him about some of the other extracurriculars.
1: Yeah, I do want to hear about all those. So.
2: You have something in mind?
0: You're you're racing. We
2: can't measure strip clubs. Oh, racing. (laughs) You're racing. Did I hear racing? (laughs) Yeah. racing. So this is our resident race fan
3: right here. I've been going, uh, this will be my 23rd consecutive year going to the Indianapolis 500. Oh. I go to every practice. I go to every day of qualifying. Um, I go to the Iowa IndyCar race. I'm a big IndyCar guy. I've also watched some sports car racing. Um, so you got to know a
2: lot of the guys, I bet, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I being mean, here, once yeah, you're I mean, out there bunch, Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and
3: even with being a, a, you know, in business out here, it's just one of those things where you're yeah. just going to run into them, right? You're out there at a suite for a corporate event of some sort. And I used to race
2: uh, Formula Mazdas, um, which is an open wheel. Yep. Then I did the Trans-Amazon, which, oh, was wow. a, which was a race from, theoretically, from New Orleans to Buenos Aires. Okay. Okay. Um, and so we, we shipped the cars over. We actually left from Cartagena, and we drove two thousand two thousand miles. Wow! That was a race. Race. It was a race. That sounds. It fun. was. You can still see if you if you Google Trans Amazon, it'll come up. But there were I can't I can't remember the statistics, but. 6 or 8 people were killed on that race. Oh wow. Oh, man. Many many people were injured. Yeah, it was yeah, like all those
1: roads down there aren't really raceable, well, are they? <laughs> I mean,
2: we're in a damn Andes half the time at 14, 15,000 feet. Yeah. You know, and you know, it, yeah, it was crazy. You didn't know if you were going to get up in the morning, if you were going to have dinner that night. You didn't know whether you were going to make it. It was Yeah, crazy. that's incredible. Crazy. Yeah. uh then i did a lot of sailboat racing oh wow yeah i did tra- Transpac la to hawaii i did you know la to puerto Villarte. i did a lot of that kind of racing yeah oh okay. wow and dennis connors do you remember who he was
3: i remember the name yeah he uh,
2: won he won the america's cup a couple of times oh yeah, yeah. okay i, yeah. I would i was racing him down to puerto Villarte. And, damn it, he beat me. I wanted to beat him so bad. <laughs> but I, I got stuck in the doldrums for, like, a day and a half. We never moved. I think we backed up a half a mile, actually. Oh, wow. And for some reason, he had better air than uh. beat me. But I wanted to beat him so bad. So the
3: doldrums, explain that. Because I actually just, surprisingly enough, I just learned about the doldrums, like, a day ago.
2: Well, there's like, it, it's dead calm. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I mean. There's no wind at all. And you just don't move. You, you don't go do anywhere. Not, you don't move. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So just it's, if you've seen some of these movies, old, you know, sail, sailing movies where they're on a, you know, pirate ship or whatever, and they're just stuck and they think it's yeah. like a curse. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's nothing. The water just becomes flat like a, like a lake. I wow. think Dennis
0: might've had a propeller somewhere. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think he
3: might've had a, he might've had a little something. Engine. <laughs> Yeah. He, he, yeah. He, he, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, be able to
1: get through that. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. I was just say. So, um, you've been in the industry for how long? When did you, When did McCalla Cigars start? I think
2: about seven years now. Seven
1: years. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you came in. You came on board about the more about time that JRE started the Aladino line. You guys started about the same time, didn't you? Because Aladino is about seven years right now. I think. Did you too. start in
2: seventeen? I think so. Yeah. Because this okay.
0: cigar got from the spirits. Uh, 2018 was when 18. It was. Yeah, okay. So was it the year before or was it that?
2: Well, year? I mean, it took a little while to get yeah. product so properly aged, but yeah,
0: okay, yeah.
1: okay, yeah, good deal. And and you guys are represented in every state in America now, right? We are okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah. yeah, we um, I've, I've smoked a few of your cigars for a long time or for quite a while. I know, um, my first experience with your cigars was over at Smoker's Choice over in um Brownsburg. Yep, we, um, we were actually there today. Oh yeah, Yep. good guys. There, you know, Dave's a good friend of mine. Um, he and uh, that's where I got to first try them, and then we started opening up here, and finally got you in here, and going to start expanding the line more. So we're yeah. excited to be a part of the family.
2: Well, listen, we're delighted. Yeah, you're you're a very good friend of Macaluff Cigars. Well, appreciate
3: sure. that. Appreciate that. Yeah, I've I've bought a box. I'm they're just fantastic. I mean, Rob introduced me. I'm I've been smoking cigars for a long time, but I haven't had quite the uh, the wide expanse, um, of cigars that I smoked, you know, as it's been a transition over the years and getting into the last two years, especially with the lounge being open and learning more and more as Rob's had to learn more and more to run the shop. It's amazing to me how many brands are out there that people don't know about like McAuliffe or Aladino, right? Because they're, they're seven years. And if you're, if you're somebody who's been like, "Ah, I always just smoked the same cigar and I've been smoking for 20 years, you should try these You miss now yeah. you, you are totally missing out on yeah. on some of these brands that have that have come onto the market recently yeah and, and it's an exceptional product
2: one of the one of the major challenges um is you know in smoking cigars over the years there'll be a cigar that you fall in love with and then a year later it's, cool. it's not the same cigar yes mm-hmm. even though it has the same la- label or band and just every time you get new tobacco Or you get tobacco and it's not new, but you get a shipment. um, You got to tweak that formula so it tastes the same. Yeah. You got to be consistent. And that's one of the things we do that well. Our construction's excellent. Um, I've never, ever had a McAuliffe that didn't draw. Yep. But we we draw test every single cigar. So would you expect that not to happen? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I never found a six inch twig. In a McAuliffe. <laughs> no, you know? no, no, I've
1: never seen so, that. No, I
2: mean, we we really have a good product. We don't have the name recognition that, that if we had, you're getting it, it's coming though. It's yeah. coming.
1: I mean, good product will do that. Well, right? and and it last year, your name out there. yeah. Well, and last year you guys came out with the McAuliffe Black, and that was a huge. That's been a huge hit across the nation. I've heard people. I mean, that's been cigar of the year from many many places, and I feel like that was a that was a great. Time, you know, when we didn't know where the economy was going to go, to bring in a cigar that's economical but still going to be as yeah. good as any other premium yeah. cigar you're going to smoke, that was actually a yeah. great addition. And now this year, you got the blue coming up. Yes, sir. We, have,
0: we actually have two coming out. Oh, the blues coming out in March, March in PCA. Okay, later in the year we'll release another color. Oh, cool. So yeah. we'll have three in that line by the end of the year.
1: So, but, so but, you're gonna you're gonna tell us what the the makeup of the blue is today, right? You I mean, can, as
2: far as the tobacco, yeah, you'll have to talk to somebody else. <laughs> 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 no, he's
1: already told me I, he's I, not going to tell me, so yeah. it's all right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I mean, this sounds you know self serving, but it's not at all. You know what? I, I grew up in a family where my father never made five thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, he worked every day, but that's what. So I know what it is. To, to, to barely get by every day. You know, and yeah. if your washing machine breaks down, you're panicked, right? Because yeah. you don't have the money to fix it. So I said, you know what, we're going into, I thought we were gonna go into a really heavy recession. I really did because of some of the policies of our current administration. Yeah, I thought we were gonna get our ass kicked. So I, Dan and I started, you know, a year and a half ago, said, we want a line of cigars, I want outstanding quality, and I want them to price right. Yeah. I want for the average guy to be able to enjoy one or two a day and still not be broke. Right. And so that's what we did. And uh I mean, we sent our cigars out to hundreds of our ambassadors yeah. and said, tell us what this cigar's worth. And it came twelve to nineteen dollars. Right. And most of the recommendations were fifteen to nineteen.
0: Yeah. This is for the black. And, yeah, right. it came out.
2: Yeah. And so Dan says Dan's 100% with me honestly. He said, "What do you want to charge And He said, "I'm thinking 8 bucks." And I said, "That's fine." Mm. I mean, so so you know, it could be a little more in some stores. Sure. Cuz they got to deal with a different tax yep. situation. Yep. But it's a f- affordable cigar.
3: Absolutely it $8 is. 8 dollars is is incredibly affordable. Yeah. It is. I mean, when you see what's out there on the market today and and where most price points are hitting, to be able to do that, especially for your customers, and, and provide a quality product that... If we didn't have our own factory,
2: we, oh, we, we couldn't do that. No, yeah. no. We couldn't do that. Well,
3: yeah. and that's why, you know, see, most
1: of the new cigars over the last couple of years have been creeping up, and you know, now it's pretty common to see $15, $16 as your entry point. Yes, sir. And it's really kind of a hard point to get the average smoker jumping on that brand immediately. You know, they may smoke one, and then they're going to go back to an $8 to $10 cigar because... They're not gonna spend that on
2: two cigars. They're gonna spend 30, they'll spend, you know, they'll spend 20. And here's my test. Do I have a big Mac? Do I smoke a McAuliffe black? Because the value is definitely in a McAuliffe black. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I always look at at not just flavor, but for me, time is is important, right? Because you have to take time to smoke a cigar. I always tell people that when they ask about smoking cigars, I said. Hey, come over to my house, sit on my back porch, we'll have a cigar, but you better be ready to stay for an hour or two because that's what it takes. And we're not going to, we're not, we might smoke slow, but we're going to take our time and enjoy it. And so when I buy a $20 cigar, lots of times I'm looking at, am I paying for some unique blend and flavor or am I getting time out of this? Right. Is it a yeah. bigger cigar? Did it require more product for the the manufacturer to make it? And, and I have no problem spending $20 on a cigar when I know I'm going to sit there for three hours. Right. If I know I can buy one for eight bucks and I can sit there for three hours, that's that much better, of course.
2: Well, the benefit of this cigar is exactly what you said. The benefit is you take three hours or two and a half hours, your blood pressure goes down, right? Your anxiety level. um, And so that's what, that's like meditating, right? People sit there on their hands and meditate for an hour. Well, you're doing the same thing from yeah. a health standpoint. Yeah. So, 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's a benefit of my we've, we've
1: got some friends that come in here, and I've, I've got one friend in uh, specifically that he suffers from a couple of different diseases. He's got ADHD. He's got all this stuff, and he just can't stop moving. And when I introduced him to cigars, he was able to sit down for the first time I'd ever seen him in his life, sit down and actually sit still and enjoy it. He's like, this is medicinal. I'm like, exactly. Yeah. You know, This is what got rid of my migraines on an everyday basis, was smoking a cigar, just sit down, relax. I think we just, in this country, we move too Too, much. Too fast-paced. It's too fast-paced, and you got to find time to just relax. So Yeah, I mean,
3: nothing wrong with the fast pace, right? But you can't do that all the time. No, you got to find time. You will die. Yes. (laughs) You've got to stop and enjoy life. And, you know, if people are going to look at me and say, well, you're just living your best life. Again, I have to ask the question, well, why Why aren't you? you? (laughs) I was in
2: Santa Fe this summer. And there were I stayed in this hotel sort of that had all these cabanas and are big big porches and they're all you know they're all on this property and so when I'm checked in I said to the girl I go uh, can I smoke and she goes oh no no sir this is a this is property is a non-smoking property wow I said well what does that mean she said you can't smoke anywhere on the grounds I go. I'm just, I'm always thinking they got all these rules. What happens if I smoke? Yeah, you call the state police on me. What do you do? She said, "No, no, it's a fifty dollar fine." <laughs> I gave her 150 bucks. I smoked every single day. <laughs> 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 no one said a word to me. Exactly, not a word. Yeah,
1: that's a good point. Maybe right. that's what we need to do. No, yeah. yeah, that that's I, ask the question.
2: Just I mean, a- actually, I ask it all the time now, and no one has an answer. I want. I was talking to Dan. Dan was in Paris. He's smoking on the balcony and and, and they sent someone up to, to his room to tell him he can't smoke. And it's a really high-end hotel. Dan says, I'm going to be smoking on this balcony. He said, I want you to know that I'm not going to stop. And the butler that they sent up said, yes, sir, which size ashtray would you like? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't hurt to ask.
3: Nah. Yeah, sometimes I look at that and it's like a two hundred dollar cleaning fee is applied mm. if you smoke, right? And I'm kind of thinking, well, if I'm going to be here for a week, I spent twenty five hundred dollars on the hotel room. What's an extra two hundred dollars? Exactly. <laughs> right? You just told me what the cost is. That's, yeah, I yeah. just <laughs> got to decide if I'm going to pay the fee or well, not. I, you exactly. know, I would
2: never smoke indoors. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, on the balcony. Yeah, I mean, yes, I know yes. what you're saying. I, but uh, but on a balcony that's twenty by forty. I mean, come on. Yeah. You
3: know? yep, yep. I'm oh. I'm right with you. I, when I go down to somewhere south and I'm there on the beach, yeah, you know, sometimes I get some some nasty looks. Now, it's funny. I, I go to Orange Beach, Gulf Shores area in Alabama. Okay. 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 And when I'd be on the beach uh, five, six years ago, I'd smoke a cigar and I'd get some some kind of nasty looks, right? There's families and stuff. I understand. But it's also a gigantic beach. You're outside. Well, this last year, I went in, I don't know, I think October and... I had guys coming up and, hey, what are you smoking? Yep. And, you know, there's a lot more guys out there and even some ladies that are smoking cigars, cigars. on the beach. And I, yep. it's exciting to see that people are understanding what it means to smoke a premium cigar, yep. right? Yep. And really understanding that this is vastly different than anything else in the tobacco industry. And it's meant to be part of something enjoyable yep. and engaging and community-driven.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, Amy and I have, we have a house in Barbados. Yeah. Right on the ocean. So I get out on the beach uh, and and smoke a cigar. And I get women, especially from Europe, come up and object to it. And I'll tell you the secret. Say, ma'am, I'm so sorry. I have a prescription. I get migraines, and this is the only thing I could. (laughs) Okay, yeah. And they go, oh, okay. They, they yeah. <laughs> I and mean, remember, they just, remember they that. Just walk away. All okay. right. Yep, yep. And I can give you a prescription. <laughs> okay. I like that. I am a like and I can write doctor. And I
1: am. A, I am a testament that that is exactly yeah. true. That's not just a story. Because, like I said, I've suffered from migraines my whole life, and once I start smoking cigars daily, I still get headaches. I don't get migraines. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And what that's key. Huge I can, difference. I can function on a headache. I can't yeah. function on a migraine. Yeah. So, yeah, that. There's there's something super medicinal. I mean, that's what I mean. Honestly, that's what really got got tobacco going in Europe. Who was made this She did.
2: Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I can't see you now, <laughs> but it's tasteful. Oh, we'll get another one in you. soon. shout so. out to Tam for the margarita. So, yeah, I
3: have to try one of those sometime. <laughs> so Al,
0: this has become one of my favorite stops on the territory. They've oh. done a phenomenal job at this place. Oh, Thank Bowl. you. And uh, and I just saw. That you guys are up for an award at the PCA,
1: we are, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's super. Yeah, so um, we're we're going against um, three um, cigar shops. I think out of the sixty that were nominated, we hit the top three um, in the Midwest. So we're hoping to win that that award. That's super. So they'll announce us at PCA if we won. So we're, well, we're are you guys? Really going? You guys are going right? We're going. Okay. Yes, yes, we'll yeah, be out there. We'll see you there. I can yes. you can
2: I can understand why. Yeah, well, thank it's you. very comfortable. It's not intimidating at all. You got a great selection of product. Your bar is uh, bourbon. (laughs) Yeah,
3: (laughs) yeah. If 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 you don't like whiskey, yeah, there's good margaritas. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) we
1: have we have a wide range. We do some cocktails. We do, you know, we obviously have some tequila stuff like that too. We have some local craft beer, but our our crowd typically is that whiskey crowd. So we do as much as we can across the board, but.
3: We're bourbon lovers, and too. And I will so. say the, uh, the Seagrass Sazerac. Oh, yeah. Now, you won an award for that, one. Won an right? award for that one, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah as yeah. a cocktail. And I've and had people come up from New Orleans saying, the Sazerac here is better than any Sazerac bar in New Orleans. Mm. Oh, wow. Which is where that drink was Excellent. allegedly invented. Well, so. we, we kind of have fun with that,
1: too, because... We've had we've had bartenders come in here and they'll try our, our old fashioned whatever and they say man that's great old fashioned and they'll ask any one of us like so how long have you been a bartender and I kind of laugh I'm like I'm I'm a sales guy yeah I just we just come up with the recipes and we do it the same way every time and yeah. it works sure and so it's like we're it's all the, none of us it's are bartenders. the same
0: way every time part that's
1: important that's key I agree yeah, yeah yeah so it's all fun it's been a lot of fun doing this and I appreciate your your I will kind say words.
3: sometimes Tam does. Do a little bit lacking on the Sazerac. (laughs) Leaves a cherry out of mine. Forgets to put the spray on top. I mean, come on, Tim.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's what typically happens is if someone orders a Sazerac, they yell, Rob, make it. All right, (laughs) I'll make the Sazeracs. (laughs) We we love you, Tim. So
0: so what are we drinking
1: again? So this is um, Indiana Whiskey Company. Um, This is a, a special release they had. This was a barrel so Indiana Whiskey Company sources all their whiskey. They're they're eventually gonna get into some distil- distilling of their own, but right now they source it unashamedly. They do a lot with MGP and other brands, but this is actually a Heaven Hill barrel that went okay. to to Japan. Japan somehow it didn't get through customs, so they shipped it back. Heaven Hill couldn't take it back legally, sold it to them and they bought they aged a little longer and bottled it. And it does all the things that Heaven Hill does yeah. well in one bottle.
0: It it tastes very good. I I love it. So it's what really proof good. is it? Because it's a little warm it's on the back end. It's one
3: good question.
1: It is one nineteen point two.
3: Yeah, we do a lot of the the barrel proof up in this area. So yeah,
2: one nineteen point six is. So, so, it, so it's
3: 60%. just
1: under sixty percent alcohol. Just under 60%. Yep,
2: yep. yep. <laughs> I can see why that'd be a little warm. Yeah, <laughs> it, it,
0: it, there's wow. definitely warm on the back end, but still yeah. smooth. Got yeah, great flavor, right? Very smooth. And we're gonna expand
1: that line. We've got they've got another one that's a toasted barrel from Heaven Hill that that they bottled up. They already sold the barrel out in minutes, and they're gonna be doing another one here soon. We'll get some of that in here too. But I'm good a big people. fan of
3: theirs uh obviously being up north we got hockey up here and mm-hmm. rob is uh, a proud sponsor of the indy fuel and that is their bourbon yeah um they do circle city at at the indy fuel games. so yeah well, so indy fuel is hockey. that's a it's like a double a hockey team Yep. yeah yep it's it's I a wish good i time. could i, I live in blue jacket territory Uh, we're sorry
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's You've that done a great job in the cigar
1: Oh, this is a great cigar, right? Yeah, yeah, no. Oh
2: my gosh! I'm thinking this. I can't say that, right? Yeah. Self. Yes, you can. Yes, <laughs> you it's can. An excellent you cigar. Could. Well, and that's
1: what I was going to say a minute ago. The this cigar. So we're talking about all these, you know, these lower price points. This one here is your your regular cigar smoker may not want to spend the money on the cigar. It's a forty dollar price point, but. This is a celebratory cigar. This is a cigar. I want to treat myself right, and you have a great cigar. Some people that's just their normal range. They can smoke whatever they want to, mm-hmm. but if you if you want to celebrate something, grab one of these, and you're going to love every second of it. So,
2: so I'll tell you a funny story about that. We were at Cigar Ficionado in New York, their headquarters. Yeah, and um, and Dave, let's see, I can't remember Dave just like the vice president, Dave, whatever it is. Sorry, Dave. Um, he said, McAuliffe, have you lost your mind? He goes, who would come out with their first cigar at, at that time, it was $49. And I said, well, it's a great cigar. and I don't want to be known in the industry if we're bringing out an $8, $6, $5 cigar. And he goes, yeah, well, he said, that's big balls. <laughs> never said any else to me that night i'm home in texas he's at the havana club he calls me on the phone he goes mccallif i hate to say this but this bad boy is worth the money <laughs> yeah. it definitely said, I is said, can i post that he goes Abs- absolutely yeah.
1: yeah so uh whereabouts
0: in texas are you guys
2: we're in fort worth Fort Worth. Oh, oh, no. okay weatherford 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 which is just outside of fort worth okay yeah.
0: okay okay yeah. About thirty miles from the city. Gotcha.
2: Okay, yeah. and that's where we keep uh, a billion cigars. Yeah, yeah. yeah All your warehouses dist- are there. Okay. Distribution points there. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good deal. Good deal.
1: Well, we had um, we actually got had Lauren on, and we did uh, uh, an intro with her. So she, we had a little interview with her. Awesome. You got. You guys have a really really good um, group of people yeah. working with you. Uh, you. Everyone that I've met so far has been great. And th- this guy's okay. Yeah. But everybody <laughs> else is okay. now. We love him.
2: Yeah. We kind of like him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He's one of our few guys that actually knows about selling cigars.
1: Yeah. 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 I, I, He's I, good at it for yeah, sure. I, so
2: a lot of our old cigar people were good at smoking. But that was <laughs>
1: it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, like I said, Dan's another one. You've mentioned him a few times. Yeah. yeah Dan's a really great guy. Outstanding guy. I really enjoy talking to him yeah. and looking forward to seeing him again out at the show. He's a
2: he's a real strategic thinker. Yeah, yes. He but he he's is. really down to earth,
0: high, high level thinker. But man, he engages with everyone on the ambassador page.
2: Yeah, yeah he does. When,
0: when people post, he'll respond, which is typically unheard of when it comes to a president of a company.
2: Yeah, hey, they call him all night long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he answers them eight o'clock at night. He yeah, answers, <laughs> he answers he answers them and talks to him.
1: Well, you mentioned, we've, we've talked about, I showed the coin, the ambassador program. You guys want to tell a little bit about the ambassador program? Yes, so our
0: ambassador. So if you get on, um, well, you can go to com. go to the tab. You'll see where it says, fill out this form, to become an ambassador. You get a coin. Yep. This coin is uh, has a specific number to you. Oh, uh, and I think Al already said we're up to about 10,000. Yep. I'm, I'm um, 40, 4838.
1: 4838.
0: Is my number, yep. I You're, don't think it is you're really. a newbie. Yeah, I,
1: didn't get, no, I yeah. didn't get in as early. I didn't get in as early. I've had that for about four years, yeah. three years, something like that.
0: Most of the if, – if you show up to one of our events or you see me in the field with uh, a coin, then you'll get a cigar. It's, it's our way of uh, encouraging okay. and engaging yeah. the ambassadors. But the other end is we have a Facebook page that's very active with the ambassadors, um, and they just – what I like about that page, every cigar uh, – connoisseur has a page yeah whether it be the principals or the consumer yeah i have a page yep what i love about the ambassador yeah. page is it's not there's not there's not drama there's not uh people getting angry if you post another cigar that you're smoking like it's it's literally a community about smoking cigars yeah who are passionate about McAuliffe cigars and the industry right so uh it's a great following uh, i think that they help promote our brand very well Yep. This is um,
2: this is about two years ago. I'm looking at the page, and somebody is stuck in a small town with a car problem. Huh. So he posts that on there. I'm not kidding you. Six ambassadors in that area responded to him. Huh. They went over and picked him up, got his car to the dealership, huh. had dinner with him that night, picked that's, him up the next morning, took him back, got his car. That's incredible. I mean, that's yeah. cigar people. Yeah,
1: that is. That's, people. Just that's just cigar people. Yeah. people. Yep. Um, well, one of the things I love that you guys did during the and I can't remember if it came out during COVID or if it was before. You have to tell me if I'm wrong. But um you, you had a new cigar coming out and you let the ambassadors name the Dang cigar. Yeah. Ba- yep, the A. And that's where the A came from. And if you guys have been in here, we've got the the Churchill size and we've got the little, little, little A, the and like, the lowercase PT, little, whatever you want to call little it. Petite, whatever yeah. it is. That thing is a flavor bomb. That yeah. little guy is a flavor bomb. And we got I mean, I've already sold Two boxes of it today. That's yeah, the box people. I bought. I, oh, I love well, it. Oh, three. That's a so, it's, yeah, it's that's right. He bought them before. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's just so it's quick. It, it, yeah. it, you know, I mean, if you only got time for 35, 40 minutes, it's perfect. And you're I a $6 just dollar price point. Yeah. I did not know this
0: until a box was shipped to me, but we have that same size and the Magdalia. Ooh. Whoa. And it is. All right. It's fantastic. I'm going to have to get that.
2: I'm I have, have to get that. I
0: have one left in my car. So you guys right. have to arm wrestle for it. All right. All right. All right. <laughs>
3: perfect.
1: I'll let you have it this time. <laughs> no.
3: oh, well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: very nice. No, that the Medallia is a great it one is. too. That's yeah. actually, the, I th- think the Medallia was the first cigar I ever smoked to your brand. Wow. The Medallia was a good one. It to was, start uh, with. it was yeah. back, um, it was back when I was listening um, a little bit more to uh, Rob Jones on yeah. Cigar Talk, yeah. and he, I was on his show, and we were talking, and that's what
3: we were smoking on the show. So, um, and just to call out the Medallia is the pairing of the month it is yeah with the uh, jack daniels bonded rye we talked yeah. about that uh two shows ago i think yeah
0: we yeah. we come out with the uh a limited edition series for the Magdalia every march yeah um because it is a way to kind of it's a nod towards women smokers because the cigar is blended by the matriarch of the family yes um and uh yeah it's just one of those things where are like we want to encourage women smokers
1: yes well, and you've done a great job with that, with Amanda, yep. um, um, Lauren being a part of the crew. Who, who are the other ladies that are a part of it? I know there's another another one that's very...
2: Well, Amy does, does a lot of stuff. Now. Amy does? Okay, maybe yeah. that's who I'm thinking of is yeah. Amy. Yeah. They, but, so, uh,
1: that's why she looks familiar. Yeah. Amy and Amanda have done a lot of videos together, Have yes, not think. Yes. That's it. That's it. Okay. I yeah. thought she looked familiar.
0: And then Amanda is a part of the Sisters of the Leaf global movement. Yes. Um, and so, so they, we do a lot with them. Okay,
1: so well, that's something. Uh, so we we actually we start like talking t- t- about the cigar one on one. We've got a, a a woman that's been coming out. Her name's Amy. She comes out here for that. Well, she's a local woman, kind of advocate for cigar smoking. She's going to come on our show here in a couple months. One of these days, I'm gonna have to get Amanda up here and have her and and Lisa and maybe Tam too sit on the show and talk with her about women cigar smoking. That'd be fantastic.
0: Amanda really wants to come when it's snowing out i cold. bet she
1: does i bet she does she's told me that does she really or no okay no, no, no.
2: i took a picture of me standing in the snow blowing on me you know because i you know i i told everybody i'm not going north of the Nason dixon line you know until summer but i well, haven't paid any attention to that I
1: appreciate you braving the weather we've had this is our second snow of the winter yeah. we've had two inches one time and then this Everything else has been just flurries occasionally, and that's it. I'm like, it always happens. Every time we have a good event coming up, something happens. Yeah. It's like, you're from Texas. It's going to snow. <laughs> we had uh, we had um, Husto Hul- uh, Aroa come up here for our first event when we first opened up. We had a lightning storm like crazy, knocked our power out. Oh. It's like, every time we have an event, something happens. Yeah. so you, you were <laughs> of we were that,
3: running off generators. We were running off generators that day. Yeah.
1: Yes, we were. Yeah. I remember that. But yeah, so this snow, this snow will be gone. Yeah, Hopefully. you
2: need some stronger connect, connections on the weather.
1: Yes, we, we do. may be able to well, help
2: you that because I say. That got us everywhere. Yeah. But his office is at McCalve Cigars. There you go. So I might be able <laughs> yeah. to help you there out. There
1: you go. Well, we have a, a our local um, weatherman, Brian Wilkes, he's one of our regulars that comes in here too. And shout out. Shout out to Brian. Um, and he's he's we, we always tease him about it. He's like, man, can you do a better job on the weather? And yeah. he's like, I got you, buddy. Never yeah. works out, but yeah, that's you know, <laughs> fine. <laughs> he says don't 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 um, beat the weatherman. Right. I'm just right. telling you what's coming. Right,
3: right. <laughs> And, and that only 50% of the time, mm-hmm. uh, right? Yeah. 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 Now, we appreciate all our local meteorologists. We, yeah, we got do. some good ones in this We area. do, for sure, yeah. So anything else you
1: want to share about your journey or where you're heading? I mean, I know we mentioned the blues coming out, and you have another color coming later this year. Do yeah, you want to say what that color is going to be yet or We're,
0: not? Um, no. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's. I think it's still uncertain, though. Okay,
1: so it's red. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So that we, it's, yeah, let me say this, there'll be five colors. Yeah. Yeah. We awesome. can't
2: tell you what the next one is, but the letters are, there are three letters.
1: Okay. There. I got you. <laughs> good guess, huh? Yeah. Go. <laughs> good, good.
3: That's pretty solid. No,
1: that's, that's, that's really, really a good way to do it. And from what I'm understanding, they're all going to be in that same kind of price point of the blacks, right? Yep. yep. So again, you're going to have a full lineup of cigars. Um, From what I'm understanding, the blue is going to be a little bit milder yet than the black and then. You can go all the way up and down. You'll have a full range of cigars in one line, probably covered in the all the bases, I would imagine. Yeah, so I, there
0: there's one color. I can't give I'll just I can't give you too many details, but uh I'm excited for it to come out. Okay. Um, it's gonna be different than anything we have in our line.
1: Oh, awesome. So. Five letters. Five letters? No, uh, all right. Just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you can't trust me, I
2: can't spell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm accurate on three letters, but that's it. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, any other projects you're excited about coming up? I mean, we got the PCA show coming up. Um, I'm assuming that's where the blues gonna get it na- yeah, announced yeah. for
2: that. Yeah, we're looking forward to that.
1: Now, will um, you have blues out there for people at the show to? Oh, to yeah. Try oh, yeah. oh, yeah. All right, I'll definitely become coming by grab a yeah, couple it'll of those be to like, smoke.
2: It'll be like we inter- when we introduce the black.
1: Okay. okay. you know,
2: at the show, is from my standpoint, everybody was talking about the black at the show. Yeah. You know? We hope it gets the same kind of thing.
1: I'm sure it will. Again, like I said, people are coming out with these new cigars and that $15 price point, its a breath, breath of fresh air coming in at that $10 and under range, and it hits every palate. It doesn't matter who $10. they are. So, hey, bud. So, yeah.
3: Any other questions you had? Um, not that I can think off the top of my head. I, okay. I got to say that, Al, I'm just really impressed. Um, the fact that, you know, you're so community-driven. Um, it's not something you see from everybody everywhere all the time. And, and just knowing that you really have a passion about, you know, sharing yeah. something that's been a, a, something you personally enjoyed for such a long yeah. time that you said, Hey, let's get into the business. I loved when we were talking to Lauren about it and I said, Hey, what, what got you here? And she said, well, I've been a cigar smoker for years and I finally reached a point in my life where I could go be part of the business Yeah, and, and it's, it's
2: enjoyable well, to see that. Well, you know, I stole her from from uh, Cigar International. Yes, yes. And yeah, because I that. watched yep. her, there were, I swear to God, there's like 12 guys in a humidor yeah. there, and there's only one person that knew anything about cigars. Huh. And that was Lauren. Yeah. yeah, And uh, and I thought, you know what? Poor, she's wasting her time here. And of course, <laughs> men, people walk in, and they see a good looking blonde and they think, well shit, she doesn't know anything about cigars. And yeah. that really ticks her off because yeah. she's pretty knowledgeable.
1: Well, that's that's the way my wife is too. She's like, she'll walk into a cigar shop and, you know, some sh- some shops, they walk in and they they ask one of two questions. They say, oh, are you here to buy for your husband?
2: Oh, yeah. Yes. Or they
1: say, oh, well, here's the flavored section. And she hates <laughs> it when she hears both of that. She's that's- like, and, and it, she purposely at that point will go and find a stronger cigar and she'll make sure she tells them what that cigar is. And they're like, oh, you know, it's like I'm yeah. sure Amanda's a lot like that yeah. too.
2: Well, <laughs> Lauren definitely, or
1: Laura. Yeah. Okay, Laura yeah, too.
2: Amanda's, Amanda's, she smokes and has a decent palate, but but uh, uh, Lauren knows the product. Does well. she?
1: Okay, good. I, good. She
2: knows a lot of products. I mean, well, every,
1: we yeah. do have quite a few other shops and lounges that listen in on this too. That that's something we kind of beat the drum on a lot. Is, you know women's cigar smoking is is jumping leaps and bounds over the last few years and if you're if you're segregating that away or just creating those good old boy clubs in your shops you're missing out on a much better culture the yep. culture when you can create a culture where women and men are all in the same room hanging out. And you know what? It's not just couples coming. It's women by themselves yep. or men by themselves. And everyone just, it just becomes community. And yep. something's, something's refreshing when you have yep. multiple points of view coming into a conversation and not just everyone because they're all politically aligned. They're complaining about whatever they want to complain about today.
2: What I like about women in the industry is just like buying a pair of shoes. If they like the cigar, they don't care what it costs. Uh-huh. You know, you're exactly are. right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah.
1: Men are a little bit more budget friendly on, on a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, Certain men are. Yeah. You're right. Exactly. I,
3: mean, I I never thought about that, but you're right. Well, get your wife into into smoking cigars and yes. then you're gonna have carte blanche to go buy what you want. Yeah. Right? At least. It's, it's an encouragement <laughs> yeah. to, to get your wife involved. That's one thing that's been nice
1: for us to have, have the, the bar aspect along with it too, because our focus has always been cigars first this is something to complement the cigar the yes. pairing and uh, but what's nice is you'll have a couple that comes in the guy smokes well she'll have a drink and also she's like well i want to try it and she'll have a cigar and then all of a sudden she becomes a cigar smoker so amy's taking pictures of us <laughs> <laughs> No, no, we're going to look
3: right at you. <laughs> Always look right in the camera. Yes, exactly. That yep.
2: could be the best-looking grandmother I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that. Yeah. You should say that. Yes,
3: <laughs> you should. So, Al, I am, I am kind of curious. Obviously, you've been smoking cigars for a long time. Um, what other cigars besides McAuliffe cigars have you, in the past, really enjoyed? Anything that, that jumps out?
2: Um, You know, I really like I like Avol. Yeah, okay. Um, yep. Padrone, but the Padrone family and the and the uh, Gomez Sanz family were neighbors, so they there was a lot of collaboration between the two families. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Um Bay, you know, I love Ata Bays. Yeah, um, I found a new cigar last night. Do you remember what it's called? What What is it? It's
0: the Richard by Marifel. Okay, it's it is a high end cigar, but I've it had is,
1: a Marifel before, but I don't know if it was a Richard or not. It
0: is probably. It's in the top of cigars. Probably
2: in the top five, yeah. Yeah, I can't pay my car payment, Yeah, but but (laughs) it's really definitely a good cigar. It is. Okay. I always kind
3: of wonder about that. Like, if you're manufacturing cigars and you know you're at the PCA or whatever, you guys ever get together and say, man, I got this really good cigar that that we're going to make, and here, you need to try it, right? I mean, I've seen that at, like, beer events where brewers will get together and they'll say, hey, would you try this? I, I We brewed this, and we're thinking about releasing it. And, you know, we, we're we friends, even you, though we're competitors. The, the, yeah. the issue with
0: cigars is that if they don't smoke it in front of you, they'll take it home and cut like, it open and uh, take uh, it apart and find yeah. out what it is. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you know, I can tell you that the most amazing thing to me is the number of manufacturers we could count on probably two hands. Yeah. But there's hundreds of cigars in there. Yeah. You know, I don't know how you can call yourself a cigar company if you buy product and put your put your, your, your put label. your label on under your band, and you're in a cigar business. Yeah, I think I mean I I don't mean that in a bad way. No, but guys, you know what? You're a distributor. You're yes, not a, you're not a cigar. Well, we
1: I've talked about that a lot. You know. The, the industry needs to come up with actual definitions of what a boutique, boutique cigar yeah. is. We talked and about And then uh, premium or heritage, whatever you want to call that. And I feel like all those would fall into that boutique, no matter how many you're selling. But someone that has a farm and a factory, they would be considered that heritage, or I don't even know what term you would use. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a legacy. Legacy might be a better term for that. You know, because I ask
2: people, everybody I can, when do you move from the boutique cigar to a what you know whatever there's no there's and no defining qualification everybody yeah. has their own answer and yeah. nobody says you know no, a million cigars you know yeah. nobody says do you can tell do you,
0: me do you own your own field yeah Some. do, you, do you own your own factory yes sir <laughs> do you have a distribution center yes yeah, yeah. yeah. there you go i, I agree. mean that's not a bo- boutique if you ask no. me like i just
1: i agree And I, but i is. would like this i would love to see even if it's a PCA, whoever it is, someone just come out and say this is the definition yeah. going forward and
3: that's it.
1: Because well, you
3: can't I will get it in bourbon, right? I mean, people won't yeah. even own sourced. Yeah. And yeah. I have no problem if you're if you have a particularly good palate and you can go out and you can either blend barrels or you can pick single barrels and they're received well in the market, I can respect that. And I yes. have no problem buying bottles. You know, if you could go into somebody else's factory and pick out a batch of cigars and say, I'd like to take this cigar from you and put my own band on it and sell it because this one to me really is something I think could be, you know, presented in the marketplace in a positive way. I don't have a problem with that. Just tell me. Yeah. Because then yeah. I know what I'm dealing no, I
2: agree. with. I think you could say, you know, I, I distribute the finest cigar. Okay, that's fine. That's okay. great. You know, I, yeah, you know, I, I don't have an issue with that, but let's let people know. Okay? Yes. The, the, Other issue is, and I'm sure I'll get a a lot of people not like this comment, but they'll also agree. You can't change suppliers every four, three or four years, and you have a cigar that everybody likes, and then you go to ABC company, ABC, then you go to CDEF, you yep. know somebody else the
3: cigar is not going to be the same exactly it's should be boutique or or some sort of label at that point you know? Yes. No, yeah that i mean look if i if i'm going to go out and i'm going to buy a box a box of cigars is is a pretty heavy investment for anybody yeah You're for talking sure talking a couple hundred dollars right in, yep. in a lot of cases so it's going to be something if it's boutique and i really enjoy it i might want to leave a bunch of those behind and smoke them occasionally because yeah. I know they're not going to be available. Yeah. And that's okay. But if I'm expecting, to your point, Al, that I'm going to be able to go and find this cigar anytime and, and suddenly it changes, yeah, I'm going to be pissed.
2: See, yeah. in my opinion, that is the sign of an outstanding blender, that he can take tobacco from this year, last year, and next year and give you the product that it tastes the same. Yeah. Yep.
1: But, but the only way really to do that well and consistently is going to be if you have your own farms and you can actually pull from the fields and figure that out. If you're still sourcing, all your, if you're sourcing San Andreas wrapper from three suppliers, they're yeah, all going to be different be and different. you can't be consistent, yeah. but on your own farm, that's where your blender can be on the farm, figuring this
3: stuff out before it even gets ready. So
1: it's made I me agree with you. It's there.
3: made me appreciate like on the bourbon side, again, the people that blend that make a consistent product. Yeah. It's amazing to me. I'm. I'm not gonna drink just Black Label Jack Daniels. It Doesn't really fit my palate. Well, it's, but it's the same, and it's, it's been the same. Yes, you know
2: what? It's a, absolutely the same process. Yep. You know, somebody, you know, will start blending from six different people. Wines the same way. Yeah. I used to be a. I was the largest distributor of South African wines at one point in my history, and you know, it was they those guys would buy product from twenty five different vineyards, and they blend it together. Then we brought it in the United States, and it didn't sell very well because it wasn't sweet enough.
1: <laughs> yep, so we had yep. to start
2: putting sugar in it. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, man. The American palate, for yeah. sure.
2: And then I then I couldn't get the wines rated without spending a huge fortune. So what I did is I put together my own team and sent product to them and let them rate it. And then I developed put my hand tag on it, and it said ninety four, Royal Academy of Wine tasters. Yeah, yeah. It was our company. Yeah, <laughs> well, we were honest about yeah. it. Yeah,
1: yeah. And then yeah. and then people will try it. Yeah. And then you know they they try it based on what the presentation on the shelf is, exactly. and then they fall in love with it. And that's
0: yeah. and that's the problem with the rating systems is oftentimes you pay for it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, but but we talk about it a lot on this show about going out and trying the new. Yeah right yeah rob you've got a lot of stuff in here that's distributed by indiana small batch yeah yeah. you know you've brought things in from other states that was never in indiana right and you might have been the first you know shop to have that that particular whiskey yeah and we tell people all the time you have to expand your knowledge and experience if you want to get excited about it you can't just always sit there and have the same thing yeah. day in and day out, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I'm sure that you're coming out with new cigars all the time is to be able to try and introduce people to to new flavors.
2: I think the other key is have a name that somebody can remember. Yes. Yes. I mean, I'm sure you have people coming in and said, hey, I had a cigar that had a silver and black label uh, on it. Yep. Know. Yep. You, you don't know what it is. No. No, because there's and 10 of them that have silver and black a labels. Picture of it or show you the brand. You don't know what to give them. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's so. what
0: I love about our names, the, the new line. Black, yeah. Blue, R-
1: blue, Yeah.
2: yellow, red. Yeah,
1: that's exactly. a great way to do it for sure. All right, so to wrap this up, you, you've been in a ton of different industries, a bunch of things you've done in your life. What's something that you have not done yet that you're wanting to do to add to your... It could be recreational whatevers or something out there.
2: Well, they won't let me into a lot of strip clubs. (laughs) So, um, no. No, um, You know what? Honestly, I've done so many things. Physically today at my age, I can't do the things that I think I want to do. I know. know, That I haven't done. But you can hardly name an area that I haven't spent time in. Have you skydived? uh, What?
0: Have you skydived?
2: Have jumped out of planes? Full planes? Have you jumped, jumped out. out of planes? No, I will not do that. Oh, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, any any decent pilot will not jump out of. <laughs> Why would you <laughs> jump out of a perfectly yeah, good no, plane? <laughs> no, no, honestly, I've not done that. Okay. Scuba <laughs> diving?
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Scuba diving is one of those. I I just <laughs> it's that's tough. No, I've, yeah. I've done. I played polo. Okay, which,
2: which is one of the most dangerous sports in the world. Oh yeah, yeah. You wouldn't believe it, but. I think not always a friend, but acquaintance nearly dies at least one guy a year that I played bull. Wow. With. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Horses are dangerous. Yeah. And that's going true. at that speed, you know, I mean, I, I broke six ribs, broke my back, broke my hand. I've had more concussions than you have cigars in there. <laughs> yeah. It's a, yeah. Wow.
3: So, I, I do want to talk about your restaurants. You said you own a number of restaurants, right? Restaurants. Yes, yes sir. Yes. What what kind of cuisine? Where are they at?
2: It's called Texas Cowboy Cuisine. Okay. And it's kind of high end food that you that you is available in Texas. So which includes everything, right? Mexican, um, steaks, um, fish, you know, pastas. I mean, it's a yeah. It's a it's one of the it's the premier restaurant in Fort Worth. Okay. okay. Uh, it's, called that, yeah, it's called Riata. Yeah, Okay. The cigar we have, Riata yeah, Okay. Rihanna. But I got gotcha. into that business accidentally.
3: Oh, really? Because
2: I bought a ranch in West Texas, and it was like a gastronomical wasteland. So there was no place to eat. So <laughs> I just opened this restaurant to have a place to hang out, smoke cigars, and eat. Yeah. And it got to be so popular, the chairman of Bank One said, Al, I've got a restaurant on the top of my bank building. That's empty for three years. If you bring this restaurant, I'll give you the the space for free. Oh wow! And I did that, and it was
0: and it is stunning. If you have a chance to look it up, Riata. Riata,
2: look
3: at the
1: rooftop. The whole I thing make, I want to make a trip down there sometime yeah. oh, and, yeah. I mean, and visit you guys me. and visit the, yeah, the restaurant. Very,
3: I don't know if you could tell, but Rob and I like food. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. We, we do tend to talk about it on the show quite a bit. Well, mm-hmm. your territory is Texas now, isn't it? Um, I'm just outside, just outside yeah, oh, okay, Arkansas okay. and Louisiana All right. down south. The restaurant
2: um, is 30 years old. Okay. It grows every year still. Wow. And it's doing $14 million in sales.
3: Wow. wow.
2: Now that's, that's amazing. That's a big, great. That's that a is. big One location.
3: Wow. One okay. location doing yeah. $14 million. That's, that's great. That is fantastic.
2: But you know, but I do not know, I don't know how to spell. Restaurant to this day, <laughs> but, but you just don't let that stop you. Uh-uh, yeah.
3: No, no, no. There's a you in there somewhere. Yes, right?
2: yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, yes, yeah,
3: yeah fantastic. Are. I, I definitely want to make a trip down there and, yeah, and do get too. to that restaurant. I always like like good food, and um, yeah. definitely you get into the me the Tex Mex stuff is always wonderful. Good one, well. selection. It was such I'm a pleasure. Yeah, it was really great talking to you guys, and. um you know, one thing
1: I you know want to also say, you know, again, Jeremy has been a great asset for you guys. I, I really enjoyed. Jeremy is the reason why McAuliffe is here. Thank you. Just so you know. Thanks, Rob. Thank um, you, Jeremy. We, he's doing a great job for you. So thanks a lot, Al. Really appreciate you coming on and talking. And I can't wait to get in this event tonight. It's going to be a blast. I,
2: I, I enjoyed it. Thank you. Thanks,
0: buddy. Thank you. Yep. Well, and um, uh, Julio says hi too. By the way, I oh good, good. Name. We saw him last night. Yeah. So,
1: so Julio Galvin, he uh, so any of you guys around the Indiana area? Who, everyone around in the cigar industry knows Julio Galvin. He's been in some different regions. He's uh, he used to be GM at many high end restaurants yep. in our area. He is now the GM at Burn. So if you get down to Burn anytime, check him. Uh, go by and see him. Yeah. He he would love to see everybody down we, there. We so. went there
0: last night, and he was. A tremendous host. He's
3: They're
1: awesome. Are. He's going to be great for that those, brand. Those
2: folks were beyond gracious. Yeah, they really were.
3: Good, yeah. good. You know, our, our normal producer is not here today, Mike Bother. Yeah, and want to call him out real quick because he, he was probably going to go to burn to try to get a cigar today. He's he's working his. All important job for the NBA All Star game, which yeah. is in Indianapolis. So, <laughs> yeah, yep. um, he's down there doing that thing, but I bet they're all closed off for a bunch of special events yeah. all weekend. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep.
1: I, there's some big There's some big events downtown this weekend with the All Star game. So, yep. well, um, so where can they find McAuliffe, all things McAuliffe online? Where else? Where would you guys like to promote?
0: Uh, McAuliffeCigars.com. Okay. Uh, our McAuliffe Ambassadors page. Definitely encourage people to do that. Um, and we are. Um, and a handful of shops within the Indianapolis area, so. And growing. Yeah. Yeah, good deal. Um, and I will
1: say, like, like Al had mentioned earlier on the show, or, or you did, I can't remember which one, the the McAuliffe um, Ambassador Program, you can get on the website, you sign up, get a coin, Um it's really more about the community. It's not about getting a coin. Yeah. It's about the community that's being built around this brand and around the cigar industry. So yeah. um, you can follow me on Instagram at Final Third
3: Cigar. Scott? Scotty D. Smokes well. on Instagram and X, Twitter, whatever Twitter, they call yeah. it. Nowadays. Yeah, I'm on there too somewhere. So, yeah.
1: All right. Well, thanks a lot, guys. Awesome. And thank we will talk so to you guys soon. And thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. Thanks, all. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for having me oh, very thank, much. Thank you. Appreciate it.